This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 134 of Bang on the Drum. I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my co-host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how you feeling? We're recording a little late. Yeah, so I mean, even after, I think if we would have recorded immediately after the game, which would have been very, very challenging for at least me, um, I like that game i could have been i could have went on for hours about talking about that game i think oh it was beautiful front to back yeah ass whooping like it got a little close there but like ultimately the defense played great the offense played i don't even know how much better of a game the offense could have played uh but you were at the game so you got the whole environment let's hear about it mike let's hear about Uh, it yeah so um one of probably the best Packer games I've been in. I've been in some, like I've been. At, I was at the like opening day against the Saints that we we beat the Saints opening day. That might have been the Cobb, um, the right after the Super Bowl, the the year Cobb that returned that touchdown to open okay. season. So I was at uh, the Saints. It might that might not be one hundred percent correct, but I was at the Saints opening day one, which was like picked up. But this felt like a playoff game. It was. The stadium was rocking, and there was a shitload of fucking um, Chiefs fans, but it was rocking in there. Yeah, so. I I do think Chiefs fans travel very, very well, especially with the success they've had lately. And then I'm sure there's yeah. enough of the young whippersnappers that see the team that wins the Super Bowl and changes into Chiefs fans, um, those guys out there. So I'm sure there was some Wisconsin Chiefs fans that gonna be back. Those right. are those suckers right. that can eat our shores. Those are the people who doubted the Packers, the Brewers, or the Bucks. There. Now I'm pretty sure that your uh your song developed from the Chiefs game. A it did years ago. Yeah, it definitely. Oh no, no, no. It was from. No, I think it was. I think it was mm, the Chiefs game. I lied to you because it was a game we won, and I'm pretty sure we lost that Chiefs game. Um. No, it was so two years. No, so this would have been what two years ago. This would have been the year that the Packers were really good, and Mahomes didn't play in that game. Okay, it could have been that too. Well, uh, we got another another host here chiming in. Don't know what he's barking at, but yeah, it was either Chiefs or Cardinals. I think I think it was the Cardinals, and the Cardinals were pretty good. And They're, yeah, they were my, what nine and zero at the time or something like that, and we yeah. gave them their first loss, and then they fell apart. Yeah, so maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it was. I, I could have swore it was the Chiefs, though. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that it was the Chiefs because it was definitely a night game, too. And I remember I was watching it because I was at Drill and or no, I think I was at a training and I was watching it on like a shitty like 16 inch square box TV that was still kind of fuzzy, but it made me feel kind of good. Like it felt like I was watching a game back in the 90s. Yeah, there I, you go. But yes, great game or great weekend for Mike getting to go to that game. And then yeah, also weekend. a great weekend for Mike picking games. So I did not write it down, but I'm pretty sure Mike was six and one. You hit both your big ones. You hit your yep. pound a game, your double dog was the Packers, and then you only missed one other one. 
just completely whooping my ass. Uh, you're still, I want to say, about 2,000 big bongs down. But yeah. yeah. Probably at least. At least. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you got- I had a rough year. However, I had a good, good week. Yeah. So you still got a road to hoe. But I went out and shit the bed. Especially on like my real bets. I was missing everything this week. And I think that's like just the way of gambling. Because my first weekend really back where I was like, okay, I'm in a state where I can use FanDuel, do some legal betting. I put my money in and I basically tripled it my first weekend. Nice. And and they give you like a lot of like free play things. And I just nailed every single one of my like free plays. So that put me way ahead. So if it wasn't for those, I'd probably be down right now, but I'm still quite a bit ahead of it. But whatever, I'm not going to make excuses. I got my ass whooped. I did end up going, I want to say three and four somehow, because I didn't win a single one of my actual bets this weekend, just three and four on those. So this weekend, I was more cognizant of it, and I bet on every single game that I took in our picks that we will be putting out probably tomorrow uh, before the Thursday night game. You get your picks in already? No purse. Okay. So yeah, you still got time. But yeah, we'll be tweeting those out probably yeah, so- before this episode comes out. Maybe like, no, it, this episode will be out beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so Pat's going to just uh, pay his dues right here. He's going to go ahead and shotgun his sun drop. That's what we do to pair dues. We think that we act like this is a bad thing, but we both know that this is something that we would prefer to do rather than most uh, punishments that could be out there. Pat just crushes it, knocks it back. Reed's ready to come back and go. He's uh, hot and bothered. He says he gets hot and bothered, gets sweaty every time he shotguns an old an old sun drop. But. That was my best yep. one yet, but it definitely did turn me red still. But it tasted good and everything. I was like, damn. Maybe I got to get back on the sauce. Uh, good shit right there. Go out there, get your sun drop. Our first, our very first sponsor of this show. Oh yeah, they're they're the best. Um, I might just have one just just to have you know just to be drinking one through the show tonight. Because yeah, dev- definitely wakes you up. But yeah, let's just give a little flow chart. So we're gonna hit the Packer game. Mike's gonna do kind of the recap of that. Uh, we're gonna do our SWAT a little future look at how the Packer schedule goes. Then we're going to do a little Badgers talk, a little Bucks talk, and then a little Badger basketball talk. And then we will get you on to your day of work ahead of you or while you're sitting at work, all, all three of you out there. So Mike, let it rip. Let them have it. All right. So we're going to get into kind of just the way the Chiefs Packers game went. Um, so first quarter, we got Watson. Uh, first quarter, first drive, we got Watson gets a big 19-yard reception over the middle. Early in this drive, uh, finished off with a one-yard touchdown reception by, I think it's Ben Sims, but it's Sims, tight end, uh, backup tight end for the Packers. Uh, next up, the Chiefs drive for 13 plays. Two big sacks late. Van Ness gets one, and Rashawn Gary gets one, and they have to settle for a field goal. That takes us through the entire first quarter. We go run into the second. Uh, Wicks and Kraft both have big catches on this drive. I want to say like 15 or 20 yard plus. And then uh, 
Love catches some pressure, steps up in the pocket and finds Christian Watson in the back of the end zone. Uh, I think it's just like a nine-yard TD, something like that. Um. Anyway, uh, Packers go up 14-6. to six. Uh, Next up, Casey has a 14-play drive. We get a sack on third down from Preston Smith, I believe. And they end up settling for another field goal. Uh, Packers are winning 14 to six at this point. Uh, Packers drive all the way to the 34 and then there gets a sack and then they end up punting. And that basically ends the half. Uh, Casey kneels it down. They are at the one yard line. They kneel it down. Everybody goes into halftime. Uh, Chiefs open up the second half with a one yard Pacheco TD run. Uh, they go for two to tie it up. So it's 14, 12 right there. And they fail. Um, Next up, we got uh, Dob. Packers get the ball back. Dob catches a 33-yard pass on fourth and one. Uh, Watson catches his second TD in the back of the end zone. So basically, pretty good coverage, but Watson being, what, 6'4", or whatever, and and a ridiculous athlete, Love puts it up. Um, Watson goes and gets it. Packers lead 21-12. to Uh, Casey drive has an 11 play drive that ends with a touchdown to tight end. Noah gray Packers are in the lead 21, 19 after the third, um, Packers next drive 27 yard pass play to Dobbs to open up the drive, uh, Packers drive 11 plays and get a field goal in the fourth quarter, uh, put us up 24, 19. Mahomes throws a pick with a roughly five minutes to go. Packers drive 11 plays, take another field goal, go up 27-19, so be up eight. Uh, Chiefs get the ball back, do some stuff. There's a bunch of penalties, kind of a lot of flags, probably the most flags, like concentration in the entire thing, and then uh, just fail to really convert at the end, and the Packers end up winning 27-19. Yeah, there's just so much good shit that happened in this those games between the lines. Like the pick by Nixon was sick. The missed pass interference at the end. I think even if you're a Packers fan, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, there was probably pass interference, but like let the guys play a little bit. But they really hosed us on that uh, unnecessary roughness call. Yep, yep, yep. So I mean, yeah, that was, I mean, that was a gr- that was probably the worst call I've seen in a long time in a game. Like that's not like subjective. There's not even like neither guy was out of bounds. Um, I guess technically you could probably say that Nixon. No, Nixon didn't hit him. Who hit him? I can't remember who laid the hit. I think it was. Owens. Oh, it was Owens. Yeah. Owens hits him. I think Owens toe was on the line, but both guys were inbounds. And if uh, Mahomes would have like tried to like spin behind him, that I think was like a real possibility. I did too. He had to knock him out. I think that you see that flag. It's just like. When you see a big hit sometimes over the middle and they're like, just throw a flag because the guy's like knocked out uh, yeah. just because what the NFL's came to is like, oh, he probably hit him head to head. But I bet you that ref, even after the fact, was kind of like, oh, shit, like he was still trying to get yards and Owens needed to kind of hit him out of bounds. But And it was right at the sticks, right? So that was like right at the first down mark. Yeah. And to be honest, like you could see and so i was sitting where i was kind of like right looking up the sideline from the end zone and like you could see it 
in the stands. And so I'm like a hundred yards away and I could tell that he was not out of bounds when he hit him. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess makeup call. So, uh, <clears throat> on the, on the pass interference, I think that's for sure what it was, I mean, yeah. which is sad. Like you would hope that makeup calls don't exist, but I think that's what that one. I do have a little bit of a thought on that pass interference. Like, yeah, he hits the, uh, wide receiver, but if a wide receiver did that to a DB going after the ball, that would never get called. Yeah. And it's not like he doesn't hit the ball. It's not like he just hits the dude and that's what makes the ball incomplete. He hits the ball to make it incomplete, which I think there's a different line there. Yeah. And ultimately, like the Chiefs still need to pay that off with a touchdown and a two point conversion. Yeah. Where one thing, I mean, I know we'll get into it with the SWAT is like the Packers defense inside the red zone. So when they're backs to the end zone, like, they're pretty freaking good. I, I don't know what the stats are off the top of my head, but <clears throat> that's when all of our sacks were coming. And the one yep. that you said, it was Smith and then Wyatt. So I think it was like a half a sack apiece. But, oh, okay. But yeah, they're they're getting after the quarterback inside the red zone, even quarterbacks as good as uh, Patrick Mahomes and frassling them in there. Um, yeah, then that fourth and one, going deep to Dobbs just it's it's starting to feel good when uh when love lets it rip because like early in the year like I remember whenever I would watch Aaron Rodgers like talk back and really let it rip I was like okay we definitely got a guy that's like wide open or that's going to be able to make the play early with love I was kind of like uh it's very hit or miss it's like 50 50 if this is going to be like a good thing or a bad thing but it's starting to go up there, like where it's like, okay, if love, if love steps into a throw and airs out a beauty, you're like, that's that's going somewhere with purpose, and it is pretty good. Uh, but that play was pretty scary, though. For, for that did not so that did not look good from where I was, and that was on the <laughs> other end of the field. But it did not look good. It looked like Dobbs wasn't even paying attention to the ball. Right. And then all of a sudden it like just hit him and he had to catch it. Right. Yeah. Is the way it felt from there. And then when you got the replay, that isn't the way it was, but it was still, it didn't feel like a good throw, but it was a perfect throw. Like, I mean, you put it really inside of like a triangle of three Chiefs players. Yeah. And I think too, what I, I watched someone break it down. I think it's Andy Staples uh, from uh, shit, Pack a Day or cheese head tv and he he had an interesting thing like we're somewhat peeled on their receiver late to make that even look even closer than it was like when the ball was thrown it was just like the perfect place to go with the ball but just some intuition by like a cornerback that was smart made that play look okay a lot a lot closer than it really was yeah but but yeah uh It seemed like Dylan was around the ball good. We're working the ball around to everybody. Um, how many different receivers do you think had a catch in this game? Well, so I know Watson did, Reed did, um, Kraft did, Dobbs did. I want to say Wicks got one. Dylan got something. Sims obviously got the touchdown. So that, what are we at? Like six? Heath got it one. We might be at seven. Six, seven? 
nine. Um, that's like vintage Aaron Rodgers, too. <laughs> yeah, and Brett Favre, too. Like Brett Favre yeah. did not discriminate on who got the ball, and he not after Sharp left. Once Sharp left, he did not care who he threw it to. Yeah, and backup tight ends were definitely one of his favorites to, to hit. Um, like so that list, off, list off everybody who got a re- like a reception. Dobbs, Watson, Wicks, Crafts, Reed, Heath, Dylan, Sims, and then James Robinson. Granted, James Robinson was a one one catch for negative two yards, but uh, so and, and Pat Taylor. Pat Taylor was targeted, but he didn't. Uh, oh, okay. he didn't get okay. a catch. Um, but yeah, just. And every every weapon was looking good. Uh, we were talking about before we started um, recording Malik Heath. His he had one catch for fifteen yards, but what that he did with the ball was pretty cool. Yeah, what he did with the ball after he caught it was probably the best juke I've seen out of a Packer in a long time. And this brought me down a rabbit hole in my mind. Uh, while I was getting ready for work today, because I don't know why I was still thinking about that play. I think it, I think that was maybe one of my favorite plays of the game. Uh, but I was yeah. like, best jukes of all time. So we we might have to have uh, an episode where it's in the off season because that juke. I'm, I'm not gonna say it's one of the best of all times because when you look at like just what Reggie Bush did in college, I was like, ah, eh, yeah, there's. Or or Barry Sanders in the early nineties. Um, yeah, Michael Vick. Oh yeah, early on with Atlanta. Holy cow! Some of that stuff was amazing. But yeah, it was just like pure, uh, like gold of a juke. Like exactly, like it could go in the dictionary next to like where what's a juke? It's this is what a juke is, and that was. Uh, so I amazing. feel like I feel like the replay I saw of it was. Very like Madden esque on the juke, like you juke and like the defender goes one way and like it's just you know yeah. like your old school Madden game where it was just that's all a juke was was just jumping to the left or whatever and that's what it was. And like if there was a guy close enough to you, it was just like an animation to make him like whiff or something. I, I don't yeah. know, like yeah, because I remember when you'd hit spin in those old games, like if you were close enough to a guy, like it, it was like impossible to tackle you, but. But yeah, play calling was great. Defense really stepped up, like especially inside uh, when their back was to the end zone. I know sure. I already said that, but do we want to get into the SWAT? You leading the charge there, or do you guys yeah, want to yeah. touch on nope. that? Nope. So, I, I mean, unless there was something else you wanted to touch in the game. I'm sure this will jog some shit because, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I just really wanted to get through like the big plays, and I didn't do a lot of like the defensive big plays. But uh, the big plays, I thought we kind of touched everything there, right? So there's probably some drives where nothing happened. I didn't say, yeah. oh, we punted. Like, I don't give a fuck. It was like the kind of the sports center uh, highlight reel, right? Yeah, we're trying think... to get quicker on that. So we're we're yeah. figuring out a way. I think we did it significantly quicker today, but I, maybe I'm just biased towards my own shit, right? So No, if you keep doing that, I'll keep you letting you do that. So <laughs> a lot quicker than me. I hate doing that, like running down the things and then yeah. jogging my memory on more shit that I want to talk about too. So yeah. Uh, anyway, so our strengths, I think again, what's not going well here? Like everything is coming up kind of roses for us. Uh, 
Receivers are all playing well. We mentioned the Malik Heath juke. Um, everybody's catching the ball. We're not whining about people not catching the ball. Five weeks ago, everything was we got to catch the ball more more efficiently, right? Um, Rashawn Gary is dominating. He's a, a dog, as uh, Pat would. He's our dog. No, he's not our dog. G dog, maybe or something. But we can't go with our dog. We can't sell out Riley like that. Um, Secondary's playing very, very well. So, like, we didn't let the KC receivers do much. I don't think that they're exceptionally good currently, but even so, like, Pat Mahomes can make a lot of people look really, really good, especially in, like, a one-week scenario. And so our secondary was playing really well. I think with mentioning Gary and the pass rush, I think – our entire front, I don't know, five or four, however you want to put it, is really dominating. I think Lucas Van Ness is stepping up. Gary's good. Smith is good. I think the guy who gets uh, lost in that translation is Enigbari. I think that he puts pressure on guys, maybe doesn't get sacks all the time, but when he gets playing time, he gets he gets pressure or he's making plays. He's inside of plays. I think our our pass rush for sure is dominating. And then uh, having just some guys that are really, really good there. And then even the interior line, Clark and Brooks, Wyatt are all playing really well. Our defense is playing probably as good. I should not as good. Um, as good as it has since 2010, 2011, right? So like, I don't know if we've had a better defense since that point. Yeah, no, I think that's not that, I, not that I think this that's defense fair. is necessarily better, but it's playing like that team, right? That like they're stepping up late in the season. Everything's kind of going our way. We haven't had that in a long time. Yeah, th- there definitely felt like there was some magic in the air uh, during that game and even yeah. in the Detroit game. I mean, when we just waxed them, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're creating or getting all the breaks the defense is, right? And so that really helps a lot. Uh, the O-line is keeping Love upright and clean, and that is allowing Love to just pick apart defenses, throw to nine different guys, nine, nine different guys. Yeah. And, I mean, he's looking better. I think there's times early in the season that on that uh, touchdown to Watson, the, the first touchdown to Watson, he would have given up, tried to run through the front of that offensive line, got negative three yards, and moved on to the next play, where this time he pops his head back up, finds Watson, touchdown. And I think that he's gaining more confidence. The offense in general is gaining more confidence, and the wide receivers are trusting themselves and catching the balls that they're supposed to catch. Yeah. Um, I I mean, everything everything looks good because we – like we failed to mention Dylan. Dylan looked great. Just he the, looks awesome. Yep. Good yeah. call. The play calling was amazing. Like jet sweeps, keeping them off balance, allowing for them not to just be stuff in the middle uh, when they <clears throat> know we have to give uh, Dylan the ball. Like it did seem like our end arounds. We did a double reverse. Mike kind of called that in the in the pregame. Uh, he said yep. double reverse pass, but there was a double reverse in there. But yeah, they were the, trying to pass it. There was just nobody open, so they had to run. That's what was happening. I'm sure of it. 
No, dude, the play calling in that game was like, like music. It was, it was just beautiful. Like everything was to set up like the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Like we run it like this to show them this, which the run works, but then we play action off the same exact look. And Uh, so it was, I mean, and I don't like, I wasn't that in tune to it. Right. But, um, when I was watching the run plays, they all looked exactly the same. Every run play we ran, like, was out of the same formation, like, seemed like we ran in the same general direction of the line. But it was it was going, so I'm not too worried about it. And we're not using the run game to produce, you know, 10, 12 yards. We're using it really to produce about four. We get to, like, a a second and two, we try to run it for four yards. Right. And sometimes we get eight on that. And sometimes we get two, but like our goal is to just to get those four yards, get that first down, put us back into a scenario where we can like run the place we want to again. Yeah. Yeah. And along with, uh, nine different people getting receptions, one, two, three, four, five different people had rushing attempts in that game. And Patrick Taylor, uh, cracked uh 24 yard run dylan had one 10 yard run so yeah it was it was a good good game 129 rushing yards 267 passing yards so pretty well balanced when it comes uh to those categories and 130 yards we'll say on 25 carries so pretty damn good um yards per carry wise as well yeah and like you said the the play calling was exceptional and so i think that's why you have matt lafleur though too right like i don't know that he was brought in because he was this ridiculous like leader of a coach like he could have been right but it was play calling was a big piece of it is that he was supposed to be this offensive mastermind he's supposed to be um uh, Shanahan and or McVeigh, he's supposed to be one of those types of guys. Um, yeah. That that being said, I do have like my one weakness is is a Matt Lafleur problem. It is a like we are conservative and we were conservative at two points in this game, so we get down to the thirty four and we lose five yards. So I get like we're at the thirty nine, puts us out to the forty six or forty seven for the field goal, which puts us at a fifty six fifty seven yard field goal, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was like fifty nine, but yeah. I kick that every time. Yeah, no, I would I kick that every single time. I don't care. I kick it every time. Um I want to put points on the board. I would rather risk that and then say defense, all right, you gotta just like give me one stop here. Right? Give me a stop. They didn't do that. I don't like that. Um, and then I thought they were conservative in the fourth quarter. Um, basically, they didn't get the first read on their third down before the last field goal. And so Love essentially laid down in the middle field. They kicked the field goal. They go up eight. I get it. But we got very conservative once we got into field goal range on that last piece. And I didn't like that. Uh, like. I want to put teams away and maybe I'm thinking about that incorrectly and that's not the way to put teams away. Maybe the way to put teams away is to trust your defense and to get up eight so that you can't lose. Like maybe that's what it is. 
and I'm just like greedy. Yeah, but I think this is a game that you kind of go in there and you do get greedy with because it's it, as good as the Packers have been playing and and played in this game. The Chiefs are probably the better team just because Mahomes is proven track record. So yeah. I think you just because I mean the last part of the game, you know, they really could have tied it up. Like we already discussed there was bad calls on both sides of the ball. But I mean, ultimately they could have been in the striking distance with Mahomes, put us in overtime. And I think if they tied it up going in, they have the momentum going into yeah. overtime for sure. So right. But yeah, so I mean if you just yeah, step on their throat earlier and yeah, just take their will away because they were still fighting at the end where I think we could have done a better job. I agree with you. Good. Well, and so in that in that fourth, in that fourth quarter part two, if they get a first down, they don't even need to score. They don't need to get a touchdown. If they get a first down, the game's over. They got no timeouts left. We kneel it down two or three times and it's and it's over. Right. And so not playing for that first down seemed weird to me. Yeah. Which I think is actually more conservative than kicking the field goal, right? That like getting that first down, like being aggressive to get that first down is more conservative than trying to kick that field goal and letting them have the ball at all. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, Definitely could do a better job with that. I think if you maybe have a team like outgunned and you're the better team in the situation and you're like, hey, Let's yep. let's not let them fall ass backwards into like a good situation. We yep. play it the way we played it. But you're playing the Chiefs. You gotta gotta go for it. You gotta yeah. take them all when you can. All right. And so opportunities moving forward. I think that right now we are in the playoffs. Like if the season ends today, we're the seven seed, right? Playing the Niners, easy win. Um, but I don't like if we. It's in our control to make the playoffs. That's our real opportunity here is to not let the national media blow our heads up too much or the local media telling us how fucking awesome Jordan Love is and be how great we are. Like we got to stay relatively humble, right? Otherwise, we're not going to end up making the playoffs. It just it won't happen. We'll get in front of ourselves. I could see that being a real problem moving forward is that uh, oh, we're great. We don't have to be good. I th- That could have honestly been what happened after the first three weeks of, th- of the season. They were talking really positively about love after the first three se- three weeks and then kind of dipped into like some negative stuff about love after that. And now we're back to like, he's the greatest thing that since sliced bread. And so we just need to like not get too full of ourselves, right? Uh, pretend we're the worst team all the time coming in and play at a high level yeah so you knocked out an opportunity and a threat in the same in the same bullet so yeah um uh, so other threats uh we hit some sort of slump where like guys just aren't playing well we making a lot of mistakes um or the watson injury derails us a bit uh i think could that those things could happen or uh moving into the next game because of what happened at the end of the chiefs game the refs start to scrutinize what the Packers are up to, like on the field, 
and we get way more penalty calls. Like we just, I shouldn't say started getting hosed, but like everything just gets really ticky tacky. And then it's hard to overcome something like that. I think that could be a real threat going forward is that because of the bitching Mahomes and I shouldn't say Kelsey did it. I only saw Mahomes doing shit, but like, but because of the bitching that the national media is doing and like Mahomes did inside the game, I think that could end up being like something yeah, fairly negative want, for the Packers. You would like to think that that doesn't happen. Um, I, I don't believe that at all. Like, I think that we're all, like, all those refs are just humans. And like, when they hear shit, they're like, oh, I, we're going to have to look at like how they're playing. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a fair point. But I do think um, if you make it to being a ref at that level, it is. Most of the time, you're going to be like, hey, I'm good at what I do. Uh, you know, I'm going to call the game like I see it. So that's what I like to think that they would be thinking. And that I hope really, so, too. Yeah, and that's really what I do think that they're doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, thinking of that, though, is the Packers definitely played a cleaner game than we've seen all year. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the, the penalty yardage is, but – but yeah, sorry. We did not have much. Move. We did not much have much for like pre-snap penalties, and I don't think that that's something that is a threat to us the way it used it was before, right? Like yeah. playing an unclean game isn't as big of a threat. I think we're settling into being able to play good football. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the rest of the season, looking forward, the Packers' schedule, we really do look like we have a favorable schedule moving forward. Um, we got the Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears, right? And so uh, those are all teams that are beatable. I don't know if there's anybody that has like a true winning record on that. Uh, Vikings yeah. are six and six. Vikings, six and six. Um, Bucks, yeah, five and seven. And yeah, so Panthers, yeah. Panthers and Bears definitely don't. So yeah. nobody with a winning schedule. Uh, Giants are four and eight, whatever, eight, four and eight, or whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, nobody on our schedule moving forward. I mean, when we get there, the Vikings might have a winning record. Um, Bucks can't, they could be 500 or not even 500. Um, Giants can't, uh, Bears, I wouldn't believe can. Vikings could, I guess, but yeah, no, the Packers just in general. I mean, our schedule. Is fairly easy, but it is a young team. Uh, I think at the very worst, they go four and one. I think they are very capable of going five and zero in these games, which would put them at 11 and six. And then just looking at the playoff picture right now. So like Mike said, we're the seventh seed. Uh, eighth team is the Rams. Uh, and I did look at their schedule and I think they got some juggernauts on it. Obviously, they have San Francisco. Uh, Seattle, I don't know if you would call Seattle a juggernaut at this point, but they definitely have they have the Ravens next week. So that's what I was seeing. So they, they have the Ravens and 49ers, which I think you'd be kind of crazy not to call those two losses for that team, uh, which is a game behind us. And then Seattle, I want to say they have the same, same but they got the they got the Rams, right? So like one of those teams in theory ha- they're gonna fall behind even if they tie. One of those yeah. teams has to fall back. They've because of that game. 
they've played each other already twice. So they're oh, I thought you said they had them coming up. No, so um the Rams have the Ravens and San Francisco, and then the Seahawks have the 49ers and the Eagles and the Titans and the Steelers. Now that the Titans are like the Titans are dog shit this year. I shouldn't say yeah. dog shit, but they're not a good team. I yeah, I don't know. But Derrick Henry late in the season in Tennessee, once the weather gets cold. Um Levis to me seems decent. So and I think he's one of those guys that can pull a magic, pull a rabbit out of his hat every once in a while. Uh, because I feel like how Levis's career is gonna go is like he'll have one of those games where he throws for five touchdowns and then he'll have a game where he throws for five interceptions. So okay. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I like Levis. I think Levis is going to be decent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that um, Tennessee, like, I, I think they can come out with wins in, like, any game at all, right? But, like, this year, things just haven't been working in their favor, right? So they probably just have the wrong injuries at the wrong places. If Tannehill's your quarterback, you're probably doing a little bit better than you would be with Levis just because he controls the game better, you know? And so – yeah. There's always that kind of stuff. But I yeah, I think we have a, a good opportunity moving forward. Um, and and more than likely, it, so it looks like Musgrave's not coming back, but more than likely we're going to get Alexander back on the field, which our defense has been playing great without him. But, I mean, that's just another weapon on defense there. And then we'll see how I think Christian Watson could be a threat being out. Uh, but we'll see how that goes because the hamstring looked like a win at the end of the game as well. Yeah, so that's what Daniel, was no, but, yeah. I didn't see like where he's at. I haven't seen if he's practicing or not practicing. I haven't heard anything about it, but it seemed like it was gonna be like three, four weeks he'd be out, right? So like you would get him back for the last game of the year, probably is like what I thought in my head when he was yeah. I mean, honestly, when I saw it happen, I was like, Oh, that's it. Like he just tore his ACL or his Achilles just popped or like something like that, but um, luckily enough, that was not the case. Hopefully the hamstring heals up and we're, and we're good to go from here. Yeah. Cause he's just listed as questionable. So they definitely didn't move him to like the IR or anything like that. Uh, last news I have on it, it says coach Malifor relayed to the Packer or to the whatever reporters Media. that they would know more about it on Tuesday. But I mean, it's Wednesday right now and doesn't look like we know too much more about it. So I don't know if they're keeping it under wraps or something like that. But yeah. Uh, other than that, uh Aaron Jones just as questionable, doesn't really give an explanation if he's gonna be back or not. So I mean we're doing this with some of our biggest weapons gone. Like probably our best skill position player on offense for sure, and then defense as well. I think the only guy we thought we could consistently rely upon on as a skill position player on the offense coming into this year was Aaron Jones. And we haven't had him for basically the entire stretch run of this. Yeah. Yeah. And AJ Dillon stepped the fuck up and now we're rolling. Yep. Give him the touches. Let him, let him like make that money right now. Just scoop that money from the Packers. That's what I'd like to see Dillon do. All right, let's move on to opportunities the Badgers have moving forward um, and some, you know, some disappointing things that go on over there. So we got the Badgers are going to be facing LSU 
in the ReliaQuest Bowl. I don't. You ever heard of what ReliaQuest is? I have no idea. Maybe this is a fake bowl that Pat put down there for me. Like I could just see that happening. The uh, you give me too much credit. ReliaQuest.com awareness bowl is what it is. It used to be called the Outback Bowl. So what is ReliaQuest? It's uh, you got to go to ReliaQuest.com slash support slash awareness, and then you can figure out what that is. So. It's a, it's a good company. That's what it is, Mike. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They probably make a lot of money if they can support a, a bowl game too. So I'm liking that. Uh, I was, ho- I was hoping that it was either going to be in Vegas or in uh, Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Nashville for Pat so that he could just scoot down there. I was a little away. pissed about this. Yeah. That, and definitely getting like it it being in tampa bay does that kind of piss you off because like tampa bay would have been like at least in state travel if you wanted to go see it yeah i definitely would have went to the game if i was living in florida right now so yeah yeah i mean it was like the worst of both worlds so it's like uh, they kept telling me they're gonna get the music city bowl and then they're like just kidding we're gonna put the game right in tallahassee not really but it would have been like a three-hour drive for me and yeah, so it would have been like going to like a Packer game or a Brewers game. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty pretty close to the same thing for us, right? So yeah, and so yep. Uh so and then we'll jump into things that are not so positive, I guess. There's gonna be positives coming out of this, but um the there's some negatives that went into the transfer portal here. Uh we lost wide receiver Skylar Bell and wide receiver Shimre DK. Um DK is the one that really, I think, hurts in-state player that uh, is graduating, graduate, a graduate transfer. And so, yeah. like, that one, like, I don't know, it makes me feel worse about it. I'd rather him, like, be able to take his last year here at with UW, but they must not be interested in keeping him around. Maybe he can't stay around. I'm not 100% positive on how the graduate year works. Yeah, but, no, I think you could stick around, but yeah, I I don't fully get like how we're starting to have so many like just grown ass men playing college football. But <laughs> yeah, right. But I feel like they gotta have some talks with like the the head coach, like Fickle and or whoever, and just be like, yeah, you're not kind of in the plans for next year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and so we'll get through like our badger guys here quick and then i got a point kind of towards that ross gangler um dylan barrett uh mostly special teams uh linebacker didn't play much for gangler and then miles burkett in-state uh quarterback choosing to leave and basically there's just too much depth at our quarterback position uh evers i think is probably the guy that is going to end up starting would be my assumption right isn't that the guy that was the no, I mean, Evers was, but it was Braden Locke was the guy that was playing when, uh, when, uh, Tanner was, was out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Braden Locke, and so we're all, yeah, but, but they got two good young guys that transferred in. So, I mean, there's gonna be a fight for that job between if he was there three guys and i think they just landed another decent recruit out of texas for quarterback too and so 
uh, as far as the transfer portal goes, we watched a guy for, that was the starter for Ohio State the entire year. Uh, went 11 and one, obviously lost to Michigan. Choose to go into the transfer portal. Now, in my mind, the only way you choose to go into the transfer portal is if your coach tells you you're no longer starting at Ohio State. Yeah. Right. Like, there, like there's no better school to go to. I mean, like, you could maybe go to like Alabama or, but like, if you're leaving Ohio State because you're st- and you're starting, doesn't make any sense. You're one of the top 10 schools in the country pretty easily year in and year out. And like, how are you going to walk in and start on another top 10 team in the country? Just doesn't make sense to me. I think what happened with him is like they said, hey, we're getting Cameron Ward in out of Washington State. Yeah. He's going to come yeah. here. He's going to start right away. You're either going to have to sit on the bench for a year before you come back in or, you know, pound sand. And he I would agree. And, he pound and, like, sand. and honestly, if coaches are being that honest and like upfront and like saying, hey, get out of here and go play someplace else because we're kind of done with you. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, it, yeah for it's sure. It's not being mean as long as you're being upfront and on. Like, it's probably more mean to say, no, 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 you're going to start bring this other guy in and then have him start. And then he's stuck there for an extra year. Yeah. It's probably more upsetting to me if you do that to me. So I think it's okay. It's just, just, just be upfront with these guys. Yeah, no. And I'm fine with everything that's happening right now. I mean, the transfer portal thing is like a little bit bothersome, but I think it's going to work its way out. And we're just seeing the kinks starting to get worked out of it. Yep. Uh, I'm hoping you know, they're going to stop maybe giving so many exemptions for, I, th- I think COVID obviously threw like a big wrench in uh, what goes on right now, but I'm hoping they stop giving so many like extension for we're seeing 27 year old football right. players. Yeah. Like, yep. But, but on the other hand, it is kind of nice seeing guys stay for four years. Eh, I, I guess I don't know how i feel about that but i do like kind of the guys that play good ball at a low level getting a chance to elevate their game uh, oh yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point that like gives you a real opportunity to like excel at the highest level and get a higher draft pick yeah right so yep all right so and then we're going to be losing some other guys through the draft braylon allen it's the big name there and then graduating mordecai is going to graduate alexander smith jason mater michael furtney and cj gets um so we're we're losing a few more guys but i do think that the churn that we have at the badgers is what we really want at the moment we want fickle to get the guys that he can get right so you don't want this to stick around you want everything moving right at the moment so we're okay i think we yeah no we're looking good and and we'll get into the Badgers LSU game a little bit more uh when when that comes around maybe I'll do like what Mike does what I tell Mike that I'm gonna do every week for uh, Badgers keys to victory uh, and I never do it but we'll we'll do something like that uh, before we touch the LSU game so now yeah, so have- I have changed the title of that too by the way I don't I mean so this is probably not the time or the place to really t- but it is cheese to victory because I think it's very wisconsin to just go with that oh you like that shit and it's cheesy as fuck so it's and it's uh, cheesy as fuck 
So yeah, yeah, that's that's right up here, Nelly. Uh I'm a so, dad, so I can make jokes like that, right? So yeah, you're good, you're good to go. And I'm gonna make my joke here is my bucks in 60 seconds or less. So ever since we had Ken I Kyle on, uh the books the Bucks have been cooking their 15 and six on the year. Didn't get time to go back and look at what the record is since Kyle's been on. But I want to say they had like three or four losses. So they've just been crushing it. Uh, Just beat the Knicks in the in-season tournament to move on to the Vegas round of the tournament where we will be taking on the Pacers in Vegas and the Bucks are minus four and a half. Hammer them. Uh, But yeah, they've just been playing good all around. Uh, We'll, like we always say, we'll tune into it more once the football season is over. I did get to watch the the in-season tournament game the Knicks, but I was watching it on a very like choppy stream. Um, and it, it was just hard to pay attention to. I, I started looking at my phone a little bit too much, but they whooped the Knicks ass. And I think they're going to whoop the Pacers ass. And then they're going to be playing. I want to say it's between the Lakers and the Pelicans uh, for coming out of the West, which I kind of thought was odd, but, but yeah, I think either one of those, the Bucks are going to be favorites on out to win this tournament. So Looks like so a good we're down to the final four here because it yeah, ends on the ninth. So is that right? It ends on the ninth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when do we play uh, the Pacers? We play the Pacers on the seventh. So tomorrow. Night. Tomorrow. Okay. So All right. the day this comes out, we play the Pacers, and we're going to whoop them. Uh, and then the championship is on the ninth, where yeah, uh, like I said, I think it's the Pelicans and the Lakers. I know it's definitely the Lakers uh, is one of the teams that's a possibility. Um, but, yeah, I think the other one is the Pelicans, which, like I said, kind of surprised me. Yeah, I think uh, Zion's back, though, so maybe that's why. Like, they're just yeah. able to dominate a little bit differently. Anyway, I mean, so going to win the champ two championships this year. Should yeah. be fun. All right, and then the last thing we have for the show is the bad the Badger basketball minute? Uh, Badgers are seven and two on the year. Uh, just moved into the top twenty five. They are number twenty three, uh, which is always a good number to look at. I think it's just because Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. I like I like how that is. Uh, Mike put in here. We beat Virginia. Uh, well, I put in there. We beat Virginia. Okay, but why did really you put? Up, I don't know. I just screwed up the spelling, but I just noticed it now. All right. Oh, so that was just an error. I thought there was a joke that went along with it. Uh, why are you putting the coaches' names after the? So I like. I just think that we beat the, the like Greg Gard, a guy that a lot of people want fired, has walked in this season and beat three of the best coaches in college basketball. Okay, so that's why you're putting it. That, sorry, yeah. that's why I was confused there because I was like, does he have a point to? To put in the the coaches' names there, but yeah, big win against Marquette. That was Saturday. Um, yeah, and looks like they're rolling. Uh, we probably need to bring on a Badgers expert to uh, to let us know uh, who's playing well, uh, what we can say to make it look like we've been watching the whole time. Uh, yeah. I did get to see glimpses of this one. Uh, at a bar that was on a TV behind me. So I had to like keep looking behind me to see like what was going. 
Um, but next game is December 9th. It, December 9th is going to be a big basketball day for Wisconsin. Uh, do you know if that game's on the road where we play Arizona? Yeah, we had to Arizona to play. Um, okay. I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure. I'll look. Yeah. Uh, I, but I, anyway, we're playing the number one team in the country in Arizona. Um, last two times we played Arizona, though, I believe we beat them in the Elite Eight. That is what is up. Yep, it's at Arizona. So, is it at Arizona or is it a neutral site that Arizona is the home team in? I think it's like legitimately at Arizona. Uh, game is in Tucson, Arizona. So, I assume I'm assuming that's not a neutral site there. Uh, it might, but yeah, be. <laughs> there we go. Tucson. I mean, Tucson. Like that'd be like playing LSU in Houston. No, right? Arizona it's not really neutral neutral site. Is Arizona in Tucson? Yes. Which one's in Tempe? Arizona State. Or whatever. Arizona State's like up north in the Phoenix area. And Arizona's definitely in Tucson. I've partied in uh Tucson before and I've seen some Arizona, Arizona students out and about. So okay, fair enough. All right. Anyway, I think that kind of wraps up what we're what we're doing here, Pat. And it does. Yeah, we. I think we've been uh, we crushed it today. The yeah. Packers crushed it on Sunday. The Badgers been crushing it all week. And the Bucks, Bucks gonna, too. Bucks are going to crush it on Saturday. Badgers are going to crush it on Saturday. We're, shit, man. At the in. Late October, I thought I, the world was falling fucking apart for Wisconsin, Wisconsin sports. But now everything's coming up fucking roses. Yeah, yeah, everything that could go wrong was going wrong there for a minute for us. But as always, or well, I guess, but we're back on track. But also, as always, please remember to like, subscribe, download, share our stuff, uh, and remember that we love you. We appreciate the support. And Mike, what else do they got to remember? If you're doubting the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.